Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the clubhouse. This is a special NFL update edition, episode 113 to be specific. We've got the Miami Heat in a back-to-back championship there for 2013. We've got the Seattle Seahawks, a topic of this pod, so very fitting. Such. We've got the Boston Red Sox, and we've got the Chicago Blackhawks. So a lot of good teams, a lot of famous champions, a lot of teams you might remember here as we're getting close to... The 2022 episode, although we I don't know how many champs we'll have for that one, but you never know. We'll see. Uh, Big Dill, sitting next to me as always. <clears throat> how you doing, bud, on this special edition NFL episode? You know how uh, a certain quarterback in Cleveland said he woke up feeling dangerous one day? Dangerous. Well, I woke up feeling special. Oh, for this special podcast, sure. You are special. You, you tell them, Dosh. You tell them, Dosh. Mean that in the most. Are you feeling special up there in Cleveland, Dosh? Absolutely. Heck yeah. Every every day. <clears throat> well, it's not every day that a MVP caliber, even though he's not gotten any votes ever. Because if you look back at the years, he probably didn't deserve it. But MVP caliber, Pro Bowl caliber, All Pro, Super Bowl winning quarterback gets traded. But that happened today, so we're going to discuss that. We're going to discuss discuss a couple other NFL moves, and a new game that we came up with called Boast or Roast. So we're going to do that in our special. Little one half episode. We're just gonna keep it tight here. We got a big episode coming next week with a lot of fun. We got Dill going to Arizona getting some live Suns audio. I'll be in Boston for KG's retirement getting some Celtics audio. Doge's out there hunting the Formula One lines, checking all the stuff out for us. We're we're gonna talk about some Reds. Oh wait, no, we're not, because baseball's still not back, so don't worry about it. It's locked out. But first thing we do, it's, I mean, that's locked up topic. We can't talk about it. Can't talk about it. First things first, before we get in to a little boaster roast, we got to warm it up. we got to stretch it out. I know this is a shorter pod, but, I mean, we still have to warm it up. You know, I mean, we only Randy Moss showed up to the field ready to play. So, I mean, we got to warm it up. Who wants to go first? Anyone got anything they're itching to talk about? Well, mine kind of relates to the last pod that we had. I'll go for it. So I'll uh, just go ahead and warm her up. Uh, So last time uh, we were on the pod here, we talked about the Porzingis trade. Hey, what about Kuz, though? Well, um, no Porzingis when I was up in Cleveland. That's um, tough. No zinger. He's back, though, now. He's playing. So he's... He would have been if we went... If they were playing, like, tonight and I went to the game. Correct. Like, I would have seen him then. Right. But, yeah. no poor St. God, uh, like I talked about, hopefully trying to see him previous uh, on the previous pod. But, uh, Kuzma is the only person that can shoot and score on their team. So Dude, he was so freaking good in that game. I think he was like 8 of 10, 8 of 11, if you count the last 
little throw-up shot at the end, but 8 of right. 10 from 3, 34 points. Like, if the Cavs didn't go on a huge run at the end of that game, which I believe was a 16-3 to run to end the game. Massive run. They definitely lose that. And, like, I don't know. It, it, one of my favorite things the entire time was, obviously, like, outside of the actual game itself, was right after uh, the Wizards called the timeout, they're on the bench, and I'm sitting a few rows behind the Wizards bench, and there's a fan telling Kuzma to sit down, to sit down. And then after that, when he made a bucket over on that side, he just pointed at him, and like it was just like... Oh, and the nice. dude didn't say another word the entire part of the game. <laughs> and the whole time, he's like standing up before that, screaming for Kuzma to sit down, and then he sat down, which well, he, was, it was I a mean, good time. But Kuzma balled out. No, he was good, man. That was Lori that might have been his, that might have been his legit like his best game he's ever played. Like could have been. Like he was super efficient, swinging the ball around, draining threes. Like he was Jason Tatum, even though he's not. Yeah, I mean he looked he looked different on that team. Like in comparison to everyone else they have, he was the one who stood out for sure. And Bradley Beal is is one step above that. Correct. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. And when he's not playing, it's tough for them to score and. Um, you know, they ended up with 86. So, low-scoring game. Um, came down to defense at the end. Fun game, especially with that comeback. I mean, it was it was loud in that arena. But Yeah. Does you want you want to go or do you want me to go? I'll go. Go ahead. Uh, I'll switch sports and then we'll swing it back to T. <laughs> I'll stay at soccer uh, real quick, too. I'll do a little mini one as well. Sure, sure. Um, sure. But Erling Holland, striker for Borussia Dortmund, my my favorite team across the across the pond. There um, came out and said that of all of his potential suitors, because of course he's leaving um, mm-hmm. between like Madrid, Man City, Barca. I know like PSG and Man United have been in talks too. Yeah, um, he's currently got Barcelona top of his list. Came out on social media today. Um, they could certainly give him some young talent. Uh, there was a hole there that they have where they expected Sergio Aguero to come in and fill. Um, but unfortunately, it's just another story of a Dortmund superstar going off to make more money and trophies elsewhere. But um, yeah, that's the big news in the transfer window for good old Erling Haaland today. Nothing like a little minor league Dortmund, you know? Tough. Just sending guys up. The Rays do it, the Indians do it, the Browns do it, so... I'm familiar with it, but this is obviously on a different scale because this guy's he's special. So yeah, he's, he's so super good. good, man. I feel your pain. He's man. like it's like similar to Lewo. It seems like with how good this guy could be. Yeah, Lewandowski was with awesome Levo because because we won two trophies with Levo. We won the Bundesliga back to back in eleven and twelve. Mm-hmm. Holland just hasn't seen the same success. It was tough to see Levo go because we did win with him, but we just haven't been able to win in a decade. <laughs> Which is sad, but is what it is. It'll be it'll be a good experience for everyone else who doesn't necessarily know him yet to see him on a bigger stage. That's the only outlook that I can look at as mm-hmm. far as being a little bit of optimist, um, an optimist for you, Doge. But it's always tough yeah, losing was, one of your best. He was guys. playing Champions League games. That's a it's a pretty big stage. I agree. Didn't win them, but he was playing. He's <laughs> playing. He was playing. Uh, um. I'll keep it soccer real quick, then bring it back to basketball, then we'll go to football. 
FC Sad Cincinnati, dude. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Heartbreak. Nothing else. Yep. We can't score. We can't even score when we're up a man for a long period of time. So I got nothing. I'm just bummed. Hopefully we get a little bit healthier, get some guys back, get the lineup right, say all the things you got to say to make yourself feel better at night. Yeah. But dang, that was a tough one for sure. Being That was the home opener too. Let's start clean. Let's have a fresh start. I have yet to see an FC Cincinnati win in that freaking building. I missed the one last year, so hopefully I got to go to the rest of them this season because you never know when we might win the one, and then the rest of them we might just lose. So I don't know. It's a bummer, and we don't need to talk about it anymore. But aggregate, at least we're doing all right there. <laughs> Six to nothing. So we haven't scored yet. <laughs> Let's keep it positive. It was really- to, I'm sorry, T. I Go ahead. Just cut in. Cut in, Doge. It was really sad when I clicked on the the ESPN like link to the next FC Cincinnati game, and it has like the scores of the other team, like top goal scorer, <laughs> top assists, and then on the Cincinnati side, just no they just blank. didn't have any players at all. Yeah, well, because no. nobody's scored, nobody's assisted two cool. games into the season. Nice. That's rough. We had some good opportunities. We we had a few we shots. We always have were, good opportunities. There were a few so. shots that were a little bit wide. I did like Badgy or Badgy. I don't know how to correctly pronounce that, but I did like him a lot up yeah. there. Yeah, he he's provided a little spark. It seemed at times. Vasquez trying so hard to prove me wrong in that game too, but every time he tried, he even made it worse. He just kept like kept digging that hole. It's like, dude, like. He had some real great, real great moments, though. Like all, everyone on the team did. We just can't connect two or three good moments into making it a goal. Like everybody's got their one little shining, and then we're off sides, or we didn't do this, or we just hit the post, or it's just. Ugh. You know who's not sad right now? Let's hear it. Jason Tatum, because he's freaking on fire. He's just walking around, lighting stuff on fire. He can't even grab the pan. It's too hot. Deuce doesn't know what to do. He's freaking out. Because this dude is just rolling off of 50-point games. Tied now with the legend himself, Larry Bird, for most 50-point games in Celtics history. Which is just, like, very crazy to think that this dude who just turned 24 has as many games as the maybe the greatest Celtic top 10, you know, whatever player of all time. He's got as many 50 points as him. So incredible to see that. Uh, he's coming off great games against John Morant. We got good games off of KD and the Nets. Coming up against the Hornets tomorrow. I'm sitting in a nice seat with my buddy Chuck on Friday for Celtics Pistons. And then I will talk more about it at the end of the show. But ladies and gentlemen, we're putting five in the rafters on Sunday against Luka Doncic and the boys. Can't wait for that. So let's move on. Let's do a little boast. Let's do a little roasting. A little boasting, a little roasting. For our fresh first, our fresh only quarter this time. So I think we might have a bit to talk about here, boys. Do we just... Let's just go for it. Let's go for the meat on the table. We don't need to get to the sides. Let's dig right into the steak. Russell Wilson traded to the Denver Broncos 
for two firsts, two second round picks, a fifth round pick, backup vocalist, I mean quarterback, Drew Locke, as he's dancing on the sidelines, Noah Fant, very good tight end, Shelby Harris, defensive tackle, likely starter quality, but either way, a lot of players, a lot of picks. Are you going to boast or roast the Seattle Seahawks for this move? Doge, I'll go to you first. I'm going to boast them. When the talks came out that Russ had, you know, this list of teams that he, you know, should they decide that they wanted to trade, that he wanted to what a joke know, that was. go and play for them. Um, when that came out, it was set in stone. Like, he doesn't want to be here anymore. Mm-hmm. These are the options. And, you know, when you know that a player doesn't want to be there anymore, you've you've got to get rid of them and get what you can get. And I feel like the haul that they got for him was pretty substantial. The first rounder for this year is a top 10 pick. It's number nine. The second rounder for this year is number 40. So it's you know, top 10 in that second round, too. They've got two pretty quality picks out of it already, let alone another first next year, another second next year. They've got a fifth rounder. Drew Locke. Trash. Noah Fant, really quality tight Very end. good playmaker. Kelby Harris is probably, you know, going to be competing, if not starting, at, you know, defensive line for the Seahawks. So right. to get all those things be able to build your team up they're gonna have a young team to start building around i mean metcalf going into his third year now like they they have other pieces to kind of build around and i think if you're gonna start the rebuild you're gonna move on from this chapter and russ i feel like that the hole that they got i mean good on them because it it really seems to drop the value of that you can get for a player when it's made public that they're not necessarily happy where they are. So for them to get what they got, given the circumstances, I'm going to I'm gonna post them there. I think they did a pretty good job. I will say with the caveat of Russ basically saying he has, he wanted to be gone, and like if he was for sure like, yeah, I'm not coming back, like I'm not playing for the Seahawks, then you got to boast him for it because that is a massive haul. But you got to slightly roast him for it at the same time because and I hate to bring up our friends up north Doge but I don't at the same time they've never had a good quarterback so you can't just like pluck a guy off the round or hey we got all these picks and expect them to be a Russell Wilson arguably the best deep ball thrower ever in NFL history to be walking out of one of those picks so Drew Locke certainly not that nobody expects him to be that so I gotta roast him slightly for that but if you're gonna have to trade Russ, that's a hell of a pick and a hell of a way to reset your team in order to, you know, potentially, you know, replace one of the better quarterbacks in the league, you know, somebody that a lot of teams would want. So, and then side note, I'm roasting Russell Wilson. Absolutely roasting his ass. The fake trade bullshit, the I don't want to be here, I want to be here, I'm always a good guy, but low-key I'm a bad guy because I want to get out of here. It's just bullshit. Like, all he does, he's a very, like, look-at-me kind of guy, but not at the same time. So, I just think it's really hilarious that he wound up on one of the three teams that he wish he could have gotten traded to a year ago. It's it's just such a joke. So, good for him. 
I hope that Sierra likes Denver because I bet that that's not the place that she wanted to be in. So, hot take might be their marriage, or hot seat might be their marriage. But <laughs> I'm definitely boasting the Broncos. I'm boasting the Seahawks, and I'm roasting Russell Wilson because he is not dangerous or Mister Unlimited. Mr. Unlimited. That's an all-time clip, dude. All-time That's clip. That's gross. Like, I just, that clip is just gross. It's just like, oh gosh. Stop. Just gotta be so upsetting to be a Seahawks fan who was out there defending him, and he was like, he didn't actually say that. That was his agent pushing that. And then here we are. He's sitting in one of the teams that he was like, well, I wish I could go to Denver, or the Saints, or the Giants. Yeah, I mean, I... I wish, you know, we could get a Nike ad for our, our pod, or you know, I wish I had three million dollars sitting around just to do whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, sure. But I want to be doing this, and I really like my job. You know, I love it so much. It's like, come on, dude. I just, who is he fooling? That's my point. Not me, Dill. What are your thoughts on this trade? A lot to eat there. A lot of first thing I thought of is, wow, that division is loaded with quarterbacks. Low did like Loaded. probably top to bottom the best quarterback division ever. It has to be you'd think. It definitely in contention, right? Like one, like I can't really think of any off the top of my head because there's normally a pretty severe drop off. Whether it's like the fourth tier or like the fourth ranked quarterback right. or the third and fourth, or maybe even the second, third, and fourth. Mm-hmm. To have all four be quality starters. Granted, not everyone likes Carr. He's super good, though, man. Dude, he's always able to solid find a way to win, hell. right? Like solid as hell. I think what did he break his leg or did he break his foot or something? Whatever yeah, happened the year that they went oh, thirteen yeah. and three? Yeah, they went to the playoffs and then he got hurt. Mm-hmm. That year, I I mean, I thought mm-hmm. they were spectacular. Like he was MVP conversation, right? Like I mean, he was in the you know in the realm of it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. I saw him play in Cleveland this past year, and, like, they found a way to... Like, he finds ways to win even when they play poorly, right? Justin Herbert. Um, you gotta go... I mean, so, I don't, I'm sorry for jumping in. NFC South with Brady, Breeze, Matt Ryan. No, because the Carolina guy, whoever, he would bring it down. That's that was, top, the, that, that that was the only one. Yeah, that's the only one I could think of. Carry on, sorry. I mean, Teddy Two Gloves or Sam Darnold or... If it was Teddy... But he wasn't there. I don't know who that was. I I'm, think it might have been My point Cam. is, if you put Teddy back on the Broncos, Ugh. right, he's fourth in that. For sure. For sure. For sure. That four, with him, with him being the fourth best, is not higher than with David. Uh, uh, Correct. I'm with you. Right. I, that was the only one that I thought had a chance, and I couldn't remember who that Carolina guy maybe was. Maybe somebody, maybe like an old, you know, like historically, right. something we don't remember. I'm sure there's right? a... Yeah. Um, Pre our time. So, I mean, with that, dude, that's the first thing I thought of. I was like, holy shoot, that is a loaded division. And it's going to be tough, like, to play six games in that division. Who knows how that is going to end up working out. Um, got a new head coach in Denver. Gave up all of your... Oh, yeah, Joshy McDaniels there. Uh, is right. it? No, no, no. He went to the Raiders. 
Who do they have? They it's, got it's the guy who's like the quarterbacks coach for the Packers. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what is it? Mick, Mike McDaniel's? No, he's the one down in Miami. He's in Miami. It's it's like a McThaniel. It's a Mick something. <laughs> it's not a McDaniel. I can tell you that. If it's McDaniel, then we'll we'll chat. Hey, then you can roast me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, I gotta roast the Broncos though. I mean, like you give up so much. You have a new regime at the top. What's uh what's the stat stats team coming in here? Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett. So there's a little bit of a Mick in there and there's definitely a Thaniel. <laughs> Mick Thaniel Hackett. Nathaniel. Nathaniel, yeah. Nick Nick Thaniel. Dude. So but they had like their roster wasn't bad though. Like their defense is pretty solid. I mean, I, I have to assume that the head coach is in on this. I don't think Nathaniel I don't think any head coach would, would be, be like, "No, let's keep Drew Lock. I think we'll be all right with what we got." But at the same time, you have to say like, "Oh, it would be nice to not give up five picks, two players, and then I Drew think Lock." If, I think if you're an offensive minded coach, for them to be like, "Hey, would you like to coach Russell Wilson?" You'd be like, "Oh my." God, whatever. You yeah, need. I mean, there's no guarantee. Like you were saying, like there's like, no. You guarantee. might not ever get anybody that good ever again yeah. in Seattle, ever again. But I, I think that they have. I mean, they could use those picks and those. Then again, they could just whip Malik Willis, pick nine that they just got from them, and be like, "Oh dang, here we go. We're right back where we need to be." And like now they're loaded with a bunch of picks. Like yeah, it could flip for them in a great way, just like. Or if they flip those picks for a player, right. you know, like there there are things they can do. I mean, they signed with all of these assets. They now, signed right? Matt Flynn when they went when they drafted Russell Wilson. It's not like they were expecting him to be the starter too. So you never know how that would work. But Matt Flynn, man, yeah, talk about a blast from the past. There, Matt doesn't win. Um, I gotta I gotta roast the the Broncos, and like I don't think Russ is the kind of person like you've seen it first five to seven games on fire. 30 touchdowns, 5,000 yards, and then the rest of the season, it's like, where'd he go? Mm-hmm. And this has happened more than once, right? He hasn't won an MVP. No. He's only won one Super Bowl. Yep. Should have won two. <sighs> Definitely should have won two. Should have won two. Has only won one. I mean, he's the same as Aaron Rodgers in that respect, where it's like, cool. he has all these yeah. stats and things that like are, are I'm going to say... Uh, uh, Accolades. Yeah, accolades, but like resume stuffers, oh, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, like you oh, put yeah. that on your resume, it's like, thir- like whatever it is, like third in MVP votes or fourth in talks of MVP. Like right. that only goes so far, right? Like I don't know if he's like I've never seen him as like a full out winner, I guess. Like where he's like he's like the guy going to win you games even when the rest of the team sucks. I'm the not. Seahawks haven't ever been bad, except for this past Until year. This year. Until last year, and the year that his team all knew he wasn't coming back, as well too. Maybe, maybe if they go ten and seven and have a playoff run, he comes back. But things get stale, so I, I'm I think sure he that was this, tired of Pete Carroll too. Th- so I think that you know, for Seattle, I gotta I gotta boast them. Yep. They deserve a boasting. And I'm going to boast that Russell Wilson will probably be better with the deep ball unless he overthrows his receivers being up in the high altitude. 
So it'll be interesting to see how he drops those dimes in there. Well, not to mention, he looked like a completely different player last year coming back from his hand injury. So Yeah, for sure. You can, you can send over all this stuff to go get your superstar quarterback, but if he's not fully rehabbed that hand and he comes back and he's still got demons in that throwing arm, you've got a superstar quarterback with one hand, and it's not even his good hand. So he's gonna be he's gonna be just fine, I bet. I mean, they, I think they're they're gonna compete. I don't, I don't think that. I mean, the Broncos still found ways to lose, even with a good, what I'll say is like a, a good slash decent roster, right? Like, are they? So where do you have them in the division? We got it real quick. Like, are they? I mean, they're better than the Raiders, I'd say. I can see them getting third or fourth again. I think they're better than the Chargers. I think a they second, almost beat the Chargers a couple times with Teddy Two Gloves. Now they, got, now they got Mr. Unlimited. So, to that point, I think that when you have somebody who's like Teddy, who's like a, a quality guy, you know, at, at the quarterback position, but he's not anything special and he's not bad. He just right? not he's not, good, man. He's just not bad. Like, he's very mediocre. He can, he can literally play the position, Correct. and that's about it. Like, he has some moments, and then he has some bad moments. I think your team kind of recognized that, may play up a little bit past their standard to try to, like, hey, we need to make up for this. Whereas the LeBron effect of, let's just watch him, you know? But Russ I, is I wonder, that guy who's, like, way too into the, like, all right, guys, let's go. Let's get going up there. Come on, we got to get going. Are people going to buy into that? I don't, this, is, this is something I don't know. But he's going to be pounding that drum all day, every day, being big dangerous. That's all I know. You know who might want a little piece of the action? You? In Denver. The, the encrypted Von Miller tweet from yesterday, before any of the Russ news came out, tweets, I kind of want that old thing back. 5280, 5280, which is the elevation. Yeah. Well, probably because he knows the Rams aren't going to pay him. <laughs> or he hears through the grapevine, yo, this Russ thing's about to drop tomorrow. 100%. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, oh, I need to get back in town. I mean, he just won a Super Bowl with the Rams. It has to be the first thing, like you said, T. The Rams aren't going to give him what he wants. Neither. I wouldn't if I were the Rams. He's no. a, he's an older guy who isn't what he used to be, and he's probably expecting more money equivalent to what his old standard was. And, like, they just don't need that. Then go find a young guy who can suffice enough. The Vaughn farewell tour in Denver with Wilson. Whoa. This is another thing that I was thinking. That's tough. Right? The Wilson That's tough to beat. Wilson in orange is going to look strange. I've seen a mock-up of it. It looks really weird. I, I it looks really, really weird. I just don't think it'll look good. Also, like, uh, this Denver's used, just used to having huge quarterbacks. So it's going to be funny to them not have a huge quarterback. Like, John Elway was huge. Peyton Manning is Brock huge. Brock Osweiler. The yeah, Brock the rocket ship was huge. <laughs> six seven had to throw down at wide receivers. That's why he had more batted balls down the NFL than ever. Yeah, he used a streak. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on to our next boaster roast. 
Unless you have more to add. No. I didn't think so, but I wanted to double check. We'll discount double check here. Speaking of. Speaking of. Speaking of. Four years, $153 million, up to $200 million guaranteed. Aaron Rodgers, back-to-back MVP, signs with the Packers. So he didn't take all summer to flirt around with them and do all this stuff. He just got right to it, said, give me the cash, baby. I'll take it. Let's start building. This came out, what, two and a half hours, maybe? Three hours before the Russell News? Yep. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, so I think probably Denver was trying to get Rodgers, and then they said, hey, people are going to keep trying to trade for you unless you lock in a deal. And he's like, lock me in, baby. And then the Denver Broncos was like, well, shoot, let's go to the next team that has a quarterback that might not Plan be here. B. <laughs> yeah, right. So I'll fire mine off quick. Packers, got to boast them. You got to keep Rodgers, two-time MVP. While they keep tripping at the NFC Championship, I mean – it's still a, like a pretty massive feat to get there every time and to be as good as they are. To set all your franchise records and everything. If, I mean, it could be as simple as if they have Bakhtiari, they win that game. Because like, he's that big of a factor, and he wasn't playing in the playoffs. So if they get healthier, they add some more tools, they tag Devontae Adams, Packers are boasted. Rodgers, you got to boast him. I mean, you got to get that cash, brother. Keep getting paid. I'm roasting. Jordan Love, he's going to be a waste of a career now. Nothing to do. Like, he just has to be so pissed. Pissed. Or he's like, dude, just call me Alex Moran. I'm about to be the backup forever, baby. Just cash and checks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, goodness. I'm going to roast the New York Giants for not doing anything at the quarterback position. I think they should have went after Russ. They should have tried to get Raj. He would have looked way better in a Giants jersey. I'm sure his wife would have much preferred New York to Denver as well. Maybe not. Mm. Denver's a popping city, man. Not that. And how often? Comparatively, the... to, don't just like come on. No, it's, no, no. New it's York not New York City. Come no, on. I'm not. I'm not comparing. But I'm saying that it's not like he's being schlepped out to. I'm just saying, what is she going to perform at Red Rocks? Like she's probably wants to be popping off an MSG all the time. Like, my point is that I don't think her schedule is going to change much. Because I'm sure that she's traveling and stuff I think and, and around. If I'm, if I'm Sierra, let me put my Sierra hat on. They're probably a little bit closer to the future, so probably good for really the kids. <clears throat> Thanks, Dush. Mm-hmm. I would have wanted to be in Vegas and get that like stay-at-home Vegas staple show where you just do the show all the time. You don't really travel too much. That's what I bet she was hoping for. Would be my guess. I'll get her on the. I'll get her on the phone. Dive a little bit deeper into this with her. Sure. Ask her how she's doing. Then dive right into the what city did you prefer. She'll tell you, too. She's like that. Yeah, she's straight up with me. For sure. Are you boasting or roasting anybody, Dill, in this transaction? Uh, I'm going to boast the Packers and Aaron. Yep. Just the opposite of how I feel about Russ. Like, I, I just feel like it's not something that... Uh, anyway, I'm not going to get into that. I'm going to boast Rodgers and the Packers. I'm going to roast the division that they're in. Because the next four years, I don't see any of those teams being 
necessarily well, the competitive, Bears could right? sneak around if Justin Fields develops a little bit. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm, Kirk Cousins might be on the move. People are saying. I just think all of those teams are still in a they're they're fumbling around and they're still in a rebuild mode. It's not like Detroit where I'm like, oh, Detroit, serious competitor. The Bears, mm, six and eleven maybe. Vikings, mm, seven and ten, eight and nine. Like they're very five hundred or below teams to me. So for the next foreseeable future or four years, in this case, um, I mean you got you got to roast the division. They're gonna. That's how they keep getting the playoffs. Yeah, he was probably like, you guys I mean, want me to play against Pat Mahomes and Justin Herbert and Derek Carr twice a year when I can play against Jared Goff, Justin Fields, Kirk Cousins? No thanks. Sign me up for 153 mil. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Yeah, so he's doing just fine. Yeah, he's all right. He's not worried about the girlfriend that dumped him. He's going to do just fine. Those, before. We might have to roast her. She might have to be roasted. She's going to dump him before he gets his back cash. She might come Maybe crawling she's back. she's just not chasing the bag. She might come crawling back. Maybe, Maybe she was just in it for love. Maybe she has a bigger bag than he does. She, I don't know who she is to say that. <laughs> who knows? I would, I would guess probably not. Um. I'm going to be boasting Rodgers, like T says, for getting the bag. He He's earned it. He's that level player. So, good for yes. him for getting the money. I'm boasting the Packers to be being able to hold on to a talent like that because it seemed a little sketchy last year. Not even a little, man. Yeah. And they, and they mended it. Um, but there is a roast hidden in here. Mm. And it's on the media. Yeah. This is what Rogers said after the news broke earlier today. <clears throat> Quote, Yes, I will be playing for the Packers next year. However, reports about me signing a contract are inaccurate, as are the supposed terms of the contract I, quote, signed, yeah. end quote. I'm very excited to be back, hashtag year 18. What I'm taking from this, I couldn't realistically see him in another uniform. He was going to be a Packer this year. That's that. But I could see him trying to finagle, maybe even add a little bit more cash into that guaranteed money. I could see that. Hasn't put pen to paper yet. So, <clears throat> while they probably verbally agreed to terms, nothing's been signed, and Rodgers is the one to tell it to everybody himself. So, I'm with you on roasting the media. I think that he might be waiting to make sure they get Devontae done because if he's not there, their receiver core is... Well, you still got Randall Cobb, right? I bet he's not playing for much longer, brother. Yeah, but he wanted him. Aaron wanted Cobb. And they tagged they tag Devontae, which means they're probably trying to do the same thing that the next team we're going to be talking about is doing with their franchise tag which is working out a deal while you got him under the tag. But I bet Rodgers is waiting on something like that, too. Because they kind of seemed to, to be a little bit of a package package deal type guy thing. So we'll see. Well, he said he will be playing for the Packers next year, but... All right, I meant for... ...signed whatever the contract is, and apparently the terms 
aren't quite what Rodgers has in mind. Well, so, he's under contract. He's already under contract next year anyway, so that's not really a surprise for him to be saying he's playing there next year. They would have had to that's a good point. cut him okay. or trade him. So, that's no, fair. there's no real news there is my point. It's like I bet he's waiting for them to do that deal before he signs an extension, but he's going to sign an extension is my <clears> guess. Or he's just point. or he's just Tom Brady butthurt that somebody else broke the news and he wants to break it himself. Because that's what happened with Tom's retirement. Could be. So. Doge. Are we boasting a roast in the Bengals for this Jesse Bates franchise tag, dude? Uh, it's not a boast, dude. But it's not a full roast. It's not, yeah. That's where I am with it. It's, uh... I love Jesse Bates. Um, but the money he's going to demand when we don't tag him is going to be a lot. And mm-hmm. the the perks of having a really young team is that we get to look towards the future, but the, the downside of it is that we have to start thinking about four years into the future right now. Yep. What can we really give Jesse Bates that won't handcuff us three years down the road, four years down the road, when we have to think about dropping 50 mil a year plus for Joey B? Yep. No, so we're we're probably already thinking about budgeting, and well, honestly, next next year may be the year before we have to start cutting some of the guys that we really liked about this Super Bowl team. Not necessarily cutting, but moving on from them. And Jesse Bates may have to be one of them, which I hate to say. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. But I think, you know, the tag, unfortunately, was probably the right call. Because if we don't, we're paying him big money that he rightfully deserves. He's a top safety in the league. Um, so, it's tough. I hate to see the guys that you really like miss out on on their payday but for the future of the team it it may be the best move um for now but i just i can't fully see it yet so it's tough so who else would they franchise then if if they pay him who are they franchising that's kind of why it can't be a full roast because it it makes sense to franchise tag him like Mm -hmm. we were going to be paying him a high amount anyway he is one of the best safeties in the league. We're still trying to work out the deal with him to be the future. We don't want to be prisoner of the moment because he had a really good playoffs but also had a really not great regular season. So it's like, is he going to be continuing to be incredible? And then, oh yeah, it is worth all the money? Or is he maybe going to dip back and regress back to not being as great even though I still think he's a quality you know, top of the league line safety? But, yeah, what are we going to franchise tag Kevin Huber again? Or CJ Uzama? Or BJ Hill? Or Larry Ogunjobi? Like, these people are not worth the franchise tag. Like, it's for somebody... This is exactly what you use the franchise tag for. Franchise tag. So, I am not, you know, thrilled about it. Because I would have just liked us to get the deal done. But, at the same time... Everything Doge said is true. We have to start worrying about when we want to pay all these incredible offensive weapons we have. And we don't have a Jerry Jones or a Jim Ursay 
or you know whoever t- who's just got billions of dollars sitting around like Mike Brown is a wealthy wealthy man but he's not <laughs> like even close to that level of wealth so he's got to take all this out of his pocket and the Bengals are how he makes money not like through some other tech business or through some other you know he probably probably some nice real estate stuff but not like all this real estate or something like that so we are we're going to have to play budget and that's part of the small market stuff but I don't know. It's this is a weird boasty roasty mix here. A roast? Yeah, a nice roast. Sure. <laughs> what do you got, Dill? As a side um side viewer. Yeah, I mean, I think that what you said with him having a great run in the playoffs versus incredible run. You know what I mean? Like like what is his performance? Like can he do it consistently? Is he going to be able to do that at that high of a level again? Is he going to be able to stay injury free? Right. Um and if there's someone else to franchise tag, then you have to do it. So I feel like this is a step in the right direction of, you know, them making the right moves, right? So like in that sense, I think it's a, a boast. Um if they end up not trying to negotiate with him or he doesn't want to negotiate with them after this franchise tag is placed, I think it's going to be a roast because mm-hmm. why was that not figured out beforehand? Like, hey, the lay out the plans for him. Like, lay, let him know if, if he's going to be an essential part of this team moving forward. Hey, this is why we have to do that. Have him be in on the decision of whatever their decision is, right? And hopefully on that level of communication... He understands he isn't just trying to be top-paid safety in the league. That's a problem, though. I think he's declined multiple offers from us that just aren't. Like, I think he just wants to so, be massively paid. Extend this another year. Let's say the Bengals have another great run, okay? There are going to be other ways to find money to be able to pay some of these guys, right? So if they can, if they can do this again, okay, maybe that opens up the pocketbooks even more. Well, I think, too, another right. thing, sorry to interrupt again, is everybody and their brother, On if you watched one snap of Bengals football this year, you recognize, I guess I should say offensive snaps, you would recognize, holy crap, we need an offensive line. So maybe they're going to go big in offensive line for agency, protect Burrow, and then they're like, hey, we can maybe do a bargain safety with some of these other you know players we have or, you know, franchise tag baits for these next two years and spend all of our actual cap on these linemen and really go for a run. And then if we're not any good after those years, send Jesse Bates on the way. But if he is nice, then we'll extend him and we'll carry this run on for a while. But I, I th- because money isn't like just abundant with the Bengals, I think that's they got to play the little bargain moves, and I think the, the tag is a good way to do that. Extend the time on the way that you can make the deal with Bates – and if you're not going to get anywhere with that, then you're like, all right, well, now we can spend in free agency, actually. So <clears throat> I think that's another key point to the, the Jesse Bates deal there. Did the, Brown, the Browns franchise Clowney, right? I believe that's what they did. Or they brought him back. Let me double-check that. Just so we can talk brownies here. I don't know what to expect for the Browns this year. I have no idea. It's all on one guy, man. Yep. Six is oh, it? never mind. Who? Really? Huh. I might... I don't know about this. Maybe... This might be a, a roast. 
David and Joku. Franchise them? Yeah. I don't know how much that costs, so it might not be terrible, but he's fine, but he's... He, I feel like he hasn't played up to his expectation, to be honest. Like it's I'm just, with you. He has moments where it's like, oh, that dude is a freak athlete. Mm-hmm. And then he has freak catches. But then he can't make the common catch. And it's like, dude, like... I you, just feel like... You gotta be able to do it guys, all. And it feels like when you guys need a big tight end play, for lack of a better term, it's going Hooper. Like, I see him making the, the catches, but I don't watch enough Browns to like yeah. make that real assessment, so... Hooper, Hooper did not... he also might be in the same boat where he's not really playing up to his standard either. That's what I was going to say. Like the, His his role just changed, I feel like, when they went after him and they got him two yeah. years ago. And what he did on the Falcons, where he was kind of used as like a, a wide-out tight like end. Kyle Pitts. Versus the Browns are like, hey, yeah, you gotta block, you're going to be like third or fourth option behind uh, Nick Chubb, Jarvis... Maybe DPJ, Odell when he was there. Like, he was, like, fifth or sixth down the totem pole as far as who we're looking at to get the ball Mm, to. For sure. Right? He'll get the occasional tight end screen. Maybe Baker just doesn't feel comfortable throwing to him. I don't know. It also seems like Baker... Does Baker feel comfortable throwing? I was just about to say, it also feels like Baker doesn't feel comfortable (laughs) throwing to anybody. So, I don't know if that's a Stefanski thing. Where no way, the way man. that he wants his offense to like kind of be, or how he wants his offense to be, like mm-hmm. maybe Baker just doesn't quite line up with, like he doesn't think that, right? So then, because he doesn't naturally think the same way Stefanski is, yeah, he's always second way. guessing. Yeah. Like, oh, should I be doing this or that? Like, this is what I would do, but this is what Kevin wants. Yeah, if you're thinking too much, you're 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 losing. So year three of Stefanski. I think with Baker is going to show us a lot. He had a great rookie year, Baker, speaking of. Yep. Um, yeah, sophomore slump. Mm-hmm. And then we just have, I don't know, like we haven't seen full Baker yet, which sucks because <coughs> we've, we've had, what, four seasons with him where it's like. Talk about a franchise tag guy. You should. Possibly. Yeah. I mean. It's a lot of money for a quarterback because it's the it's the league average, right? Is a franchise it's, tag. Yeah, but that like it's the it's the average of the top five paid players in that position. That's a lot of money for Baker, man. If you're gonna do it for Njoku, for yeah, but top five tight ends are making what fifteen, eighteen a year. Quarterbacks are making forty five. Oh, I agree, but. I guess I don't know. It just depends on your alternative. Let me make sure I have that right. I think that's what it is. I think you're right, Doge. I thought it was some sort of scaled upwards. It might be 5%. Top 5%, not the top 5. No, because that'd be even less people, probably. Yeah. Either way, um, still a lot of questions for the Browns. I know a lot of, after last season, it was, oh, is Stefanski actually the guy? Like, that was a big Browns thing, where it was like, do we actually believe in Kevin now? Like, there there are times in games where I just question. I'm like, what the hell is that? And he wins us games, and I don't doubt his decision making. Right? So, 
if you win, all the problems go away. There's no doubt. So, Baker, you got to win, dude. Come on. So you have to give them whichever is greater between the top five salaries at the player's position or 120% of the player's previous year's salary. So for Baker, the greater one would absolutely be the top five players' salaries at the position. Uh Well, um, that'll be after this upcoming season, right? We'd have to figure that out. So... I mean, if you extend him, you're going to have to pay him like that much money sometime. Is he viewed as that kind of quarterback, though? No. Like, he hasn't done anything. But I've got him on the Kirk Cousins model. Because the Washington football team extended him twice. And then they're like, all right. They tagged him him twice. And they're like, all right, yeah, we don't want him. Get him out of here. Yeah, he could totally be on that. But I think that's the trajectory I could see him in. If he has another year where it's a little bit of injury or it's not super polished, or maybe you're right, we are questioning Stefanski now, but Baker kind of looks decent. I don't know. You guys just were snake bit last year, so hopefully that's not the case this next year. We have bite the Steelers with the snake. When we lost to the Chiefs in the playoffs two years ago, that season we found ways to overcome some major injuries. Last year we had even more injuries. And couldn't find ways to overcome it. Mm-hmm. The Bengals came out of nowhere, won the division. The they Ravens really had a down year for them. You they know? were injured as they are so injured. Pittsburgh had a down year. They're gonna have another one. I so I mean, last year was just strange for us overall. There's... We showed times where it was like, oh, we're we're solid. We can play with the best of them, and then we lose to New England by fifty. And there was definitely a moment in the season where I was like, oh, the Bengals aren't actually any good. The Browns just absolutely murdered us. So it's like, you're, now we're just back. We're back to where we right. were. Right. We almost lose to the Lions at home. If it wasn't a slot bowl, it's we probably do. Um, so. Anyone to boast or roast? Rob Manfred, roast. Screw you. Um... A lot of greed going I've, on. I've never enjoyed anything. Well, they made the baseball size bigger, boys. Or the base size bigger. That's exciting. Banning the shift is so stupid. I am not a fan of banning the shift. So, I, I don't, just I don't want, want to talk about the MLB. I don't want to talk about it. They don't deserve it. There are things I have to say. The MLB. Screw them. We're not going to talk about the MLB until there's a live baseball game on this podcast, just so everybody knows. If you're coming here for red stuff, you're going to have to look elsewhere. I'm sorry. We might do like a, hey, baseball's back, but um, they don't deserve it. Yeah. And mm, Jeff Passan being the number one guy. Just, ugh. You, your hatred for Jeff Passan is funny. I have a passion for hatred on Passan. Um... I don't know who else to boast or roast. That might be it, boys. Oh, we got quick boasts. We're going to boast Murray State. We're definitely going to boast Longwood, their first appearance. We're going to definitely boast Sister Jean and Loyola College. We're going to boast Chattanooga with a buzzer beater win, by the way. Shouts out Doge and the Stats team there. Good work. And Georgia State for all punching their tickets to the NCAA tournament. So... 
Shouts out, everybody. They're very exciting. I'm sure a couple more tickets were punched as we were recording this, as it is championship week. Um, but either way, looking forward to an awesome uh, tournament there. March Madness is always one of the best times of the year. Oh, yeah. So finally have some fans back at that thing, too, which should be great. And hopefully we get some buzzer beaters, some other good action in there. But Selection Sunday's this week, right? Oh, we, I got another rush and bust. Yeah, I think so. I'm not mistaken. I, I think the playing games are a week from yesterday and today. That yeah, makes sense. Fifteenth and sixteenth. Up might have to do that again. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was. Um, are you okay? Are you gonna boast North Carolina for beating the brakes off of Duke in their last game at home with Coach K? Or are you gonna roast Coach K for not getting the boys ready? And making it about himself with a pre-game handshake they tried to set up and a pre-game ceremony, and then also a post-game ceremony, and then he didn't shake Hubert Davis's hand after they beat him, and it was seven grand for a ticket just to watch him lose by like thirteen, 20, yeah, whatever twenty points if you take the the plus minus. I think it's North Carolina was plus eleven, so you could have made some cheese off of that. <clears throat> Who do you boast to roast in that one, real quick? All right, so I checked that game. It was 56-54 with 9.41 to go. I remember that ingrained in my head because I was like, wow, this is low scoring for these two teams. Normally it's in the 80s and above. Big power. Coach K, up by two, nine minutes to go. All right, like number four uh, team in the country, Duke, playing an unranked up-and-down year UNC team. To then check the score of the game when it was over, and it was ninety-four to eighty-one, North Carolina. It's like, what? Like, how did they let this happen? Like, how did Duke and Coach K let this happen? So I'm not gonna roast anybody. I'm roasting Coach K. Um, I'm gonna roast uh, nothing. To, it's not on the players. No, but I, I, I or excuse me, I'm gonna. Not going to roast anybody, but I don't think that the pregame stuff and ceremony and this and that had anything to do with why they lost, necessarily, or maybe a, lo- a lack of focus. Um, I mean, you got to think, dude. Like, you, how long has Coach K, like 40 years he's been there or something ridiculous? Like The pressure on those kids for that game had to be too much. With the, all the people in the building, like... Kyler Murray's in the house. But they could come out and win the NCAA tournament because they felt that pressure then, and then when they get to the tourney, they don't feel it, right? So, like, there could be a positive coming from it. Or it could be that ultimate letdown against, you know, Lehigh, where they just... I believe Coach K's words after the game in his then post-ceremony was, it was a disgrace. Which is like, come on, guy. I don't think it was selfish for him to have any of those things pregame, is my point. I think that... That would, if anything, inspire your team to play with focus and be like, okay, this is the task at hand. Like, we're at home. It's not like we're on the road against UNC getting haggled the whole time from 25,000 fans or however big their stadium is, which is huge. You're at home in Cameron, primetime, Saturday night basketball game. You just have to do better, you know? Got to do better. It's not a Hollywood ending for everybody. You no. Know. no. It still could be. Well, yeah. Definitely I mean, they did be. request to play in Chicago if they're the one seed because that's where Coach K's from so all of his family can come to the games. That's 
you know, don't worry about any Duke fans that would want to go. Let's make sure Coach K is... Duke travels. I'm sure Coach K family can travel, as as he's been the Duke coach for how many years, do we say? You know what I mean? Like, they probably have an elderly. He's probably got his own Duke jet. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I can't counter that. I'm sure that there's a way to make arrangements. I'm over it. Play some hoops, boys. Doge, would you have paid seven grand to go to that game? No. Pending you had the funds? No. If I had the funds, I might have. But seven grand for that? Um, I mean, if you got basketball games last two hours, dude, that's a historical one, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, so are a lot of them. If you're a a Dukey, if you're a Duke fan, that would be a nice one to be at. Because you, but I'm not. No, I'm not either. Get him out of here. I just think that there are other sporting events or other things to go to for that amount of money that I would rather spend the money on that. But if I'm spending money like that, I can go to them all probably. So there's no doubt. But like the Super Bowl is like an, it's like an entire event and a football game, right? There's no doubt. That was an entire event. This is a two-hour. If, if you were a Duke person, that was an entire event. And it didn't end the way you wanted, but that was like they didn't have senior night. I don't think because they had Coach K night. I don't know that for sure. It's probably bundled, a little two for six. So that's a big two for. Doge, did you uh, boast or roast anybody? I'm roasting Coach K for making a retirement tour. Wow. Go out and grace. Shouts out, He's Roy. like, hey, just want to give you guys a heads up. In a year, I'm going to retire. So, like, you guys want to get me anything? You know, just now would be the time. Because, like, this time next year, I'm going to be gone. Screw you. No. Think I'm about it. <clears throat> I'm glad he lost to their biggest rivals at home at his last game. So, that'll be a, a just a nice just pin. If they don't do anything in this freaking tournament... It's, that's what people are going to remember about like this last little chunk of Coach K. So think about this, though, Doge. If you're a big Duke person, right, or maybe you're just a big Coach K guy from the U.S. teams or whatever, if you had somebody that brought you so much joy over the years, just at the end of the season said, hey, I'm done. No warning hey, I'm done, versus somebody who's like, hey, I am going to go on this retirement plan in a year, and I'm going to go on this little tour for all my people who love me for whatever reason to come and view as an experience. Maybe it's a longtime Duke fan that's never been to a game. They're going to make sure they get to that game. I mean, that's a valid point. So, like, there's a nostalgia factor there, too, and maybe he's just that kind of guy who's like, I just love experiencing... You know, the, the culmination of all of my years, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't he know. He loves just getting... I mean, so he's so he's like, I'm such a big deal that I've got to make sure people have a year to plan to come see me at least one more time before I go. Not one more time, just one, one time. I, the problem with it, the problem with announcing your retirement 
the way he did is he did it so well in advance of the season. It's not like he came out mid-season and was like, man, this is getting to me. I love these guys. This is probably going to be my last year. He likes to plan. I think it was also like a recruiting thing, too, where it was like, well, let me just make sure. I, hey, let me. You know, this will be my last year. You might want to be here for it, you know, type deal. So I don't know. A lot of different angles that I'm sure that all of them play a factor. I'm just saying, this is the same guy who, when he knows he's going to lose a game, has a back problem or gets ill. There's a bunch of losses on his record that, like, another coach just took when they were really bad, like, early in his career. So, like, he's just all about making sure his image is squeaky clean and nice, and, like, he loves getting a good pat on the back. So, I'm with Dill and everything he said. For the Duke fans, I bet they love that they knew that there was a whole year. You could go go to like, all right, I'll get to the last North Carolina game with Coach K. I'll get to the last whatever game with Coach K. I'll be at the last home game. I'll be at the last one at Chapel Hill. I'll be at the first so, home game. Yeah, right. Like, I'm sure they loved it. But as an outside person, I'm just like, this is lame, man. Like, But I respect it. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a legend. So. so for anybody else who has a retirement tour... Does this standard hold the same? Like, D-Wade. He D told Wade's, everybody. His was not as tight, though, too. You know? Like, I don't. I just don't know. All I'm saying is that somebody who I have loved to watch, like LeBron, when his, when he, if he he'll announced. Have a, he'll have a tour and he's going to announce it. There's oh. no freaking doubt. But man. we've known that about LeBron, Talk right? about Coach K level to the max. This guy Correct. is all about it. He's going to have his cigars and wine by the bottle ready. Even if he's not playing, he'll be on the sidelines talking to fans in the first couple rows with his big freaking grin of a smile and his <laughs> his head nod, you know? I would love to be able to know that versus waiting and not knowing. Like I now that Tom Brady is retired as a Buccaneers fan, I am so glad that I went to that Monday night game against the Giants. I was able to see that was the only time I've ever seen Tom. In a you know, a Bucks jersey was even better. Right, right. Right. Like that's something that like I'll never forget now, moving forward. But had I decided that I didn't want to make the drive two hours up, sit in traffic, get tickets drive back down that same night, and I'm like, ah, I can just watch it on TV. I would have been so mad at myself for that, right? Yeah. I mean, in the same light of wanting, you know, diehard fans to know about it, if people do know about it, you may price some of those fans completely out of being able to go to those games because the ticket prices skyrocket when you know it's the last year. That that is not something that is a direct correlation to the player or coach influencing at all. What do you mean? He's not going to set the ticket prices. No, right? but like he's not the one who's like, that? oh, he's just want... he's just countering your point about the fans being able to go. It's like, well, maybe they can't go if they got to pay seven grand to go to the game because only NBA players and former Duke players can go to this game. And exactly. and that's that's. Unfortunately, like that's just how things are sometimes. But if he right? doesn't, if he doesn't make the retirement tour announcement, maybe if they're a diehard Duke fan, they're gonna make it to a game anyway, and they don't have to spend sure seven grand to sit at the top row of Cam Indoor. Then don't wait to go to the UNC game, the last game of the year. Go to like a Maryland game or or some. I mean, yeah, you got to know the UNC school. game is gonna be. 
more money anyway. You had the whole season to go. You had the whole season to go, and you decided to wait until the last one, and then it's astronomically higher than you anticipated, maybe. Maybe you were like, hey, four grand I can do. Oh, shoot, it's seven grand? Oof, I can't go. It's it's not like he's suddenly a legend because this is his last year. I mean, you've got, you've had how many 40-something years to go see this guy? Yeah. You haven't seen this guy coach at this point. You're a Duke fan. I I just don't get what makes... I, I get it. I, I do kind of get it. But, like, how much different is this year compared to last year? He coached this year, and he's not next year. Right. The finality of it is definitely makes it important. You know, I mean, it's important, but... But it it's just is like such a it's all. such a look at me thing that I just can't get. It's such it's the look at me thing that bugs the crap out of me. Sure, like, like the one the the one retirement right, that was similar one... similar to how I look at Russ that Mister Incredible video and it makes me want to puke. Oh, that's such a look at me video. Oh my god, that look at me. Yeah. There are certain things. Coach K has had an echelon where I think he almost deserves it, right? Like he's like, hey, he's earned that right to have his own little retirement tour. That's fair. Russ, to come out and say, uh, you know, all that, I get what he was doing, but I don't I don't think he earned that. But I mean, for for lack of... we got to wrap this up, but... You don't need to wrap it up, but... Coach K is Duke basketball. Like, he has been Duke basketball, so it's a little bit different. But the person whose retirement that I think was, like in my personal opinion, was one of the best, or, like, some people's, the things that I remember, where you, like, did kind of know they were retiring, but I thought they did it. It was, like, Ray Lewis. Was it Timmy Dunks? No, I love me some Timmy Dunks. And Peyton Manning, where it was, like, a couple games left of the regular season. They're, like, kind of hinting at it. You get to the playoffs. There's an article, hey, Peyton comes in the locker room. He tells the guys, this is going to be my last ride or something like that. Like, so everybody kind of knows when you're watching the games, and you might have a chance to get to one of the games if you're one of the mega fans, but it's not like a, hey, this is all focused on me. It's almost more like a rallying cry for the team, like thing, like, hey. Kind of like Aaron Donald rumors before the yeah, Super Yeah, totally, like, hey. One more extra pep in their step. Totally, totally. That's the way I would possibly prefer it. Like, if, let's say. The honorable way of doing two it. Two or three weeks ago, Coach K comes out and guys goes, hey, guys. I'm probably not going to coach after this year. I'd like to let all Duke fans know so they can try to get to these last couple games I'm going to be at or try to get to one of these ACC games. Um, and then I just want the guys to know that I'm with, that I really appreciate them all, and we're going to have a great way to wrap up the year. And, you know, I don't want it to be a all-about-me thing. It's about the kids. It's what it's supposed to be about, these kids and these men that I'm, you know, nurturing and trying to grow, about the Duke fans. But when you come out, four months before the season so that way all the schools can start planning your farewell tour and like your all your kiss ass events it's just not for me but i understand why he would have done it to make sure that all the you know anyone who's ever been a duke fan can see him in his last year that's like something that was available so best retirement does who you got wrap it up who's your favorite if you have favorite retirement if you have one Peyton's was the best. Go win a Super Bowl and ride off into the sunset. It was awesome. Barry Larkin's retirement mm. was dope. I was there at the game. 
they took him out of the game. That he went was, up into yeah. the bridge between the upper decks. They shined the camera on him, announced his retirement at the game in front of all the fans that were there mid-season. Yeah. That's nice. That was cool. That's cool. If Barry Larkin, 16 months before <laughs> the end of next season, said, hey, just want you guys to know so everyone can have a parade for me before the game when we travel, like, I'm retiring, so keep that in mind. Not a Barry thing to do. Not a Barry thing to do. It's a Coach K thing to do. Coach K <laughs> is that massive, though, too. Like, Dylan, to Dylan's point, he is... He's been there 42 years. Such I, I, a I, legend. I know. I Sometimes know. you have to have that self pride and ego to be some of the greats. There's right? no doubt. Like it's a different mindset than we have. I'm not saying that we can't or we aren't the greats, right? But like in relation, I'm not totally co- like people don't know who I am. People don't people know who Coach K is, right? Like there's certain yeah, there's only so many. There's only so many people who can announce that they're having a retirement tour, and it actually means something to Correct. people. Like Andy Dalton's not getting a retirement tour. You know what I mean? No. So great bangle, but I think that the I don't know about the entire tour necessarily, but the last game for Kobe Bryant, like that, would have sent off. Oh, best. I, that was one of the best Marvel. decisions. I've ever, what a great call, Dill. Because that it was, was incredible. It was okay. Mark. Do I watch the Warriors go for the the history nope. of seventy three games nope. against the Grizzlies, right? Yeah. Or do I watch Kobe take over that game Put and on a, win a the game against a the Jazz? Yeah. Gordon Hayward fouling him so we could get the sixty. Like that's huge. It was like okay. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking yeah, about like that, how... Yeah, that shot me back in time. Holy crap, man. Wow. Talk about good decision making. Talk about a freaking boast. Yeah. Yeah. That was a fun, fun game, man. Oh. So was this one. Rest in peace, Cove. This was a good game. All right, we don't have an SN this time. Sorry, folks. Dylan's got a good one banked up for next time. Oh. We don't have, like, a break in the show. You know what I mean? There's no halftime. Yeah. It's just one half. I actually had a very relative one, but I'll give okay. it then, real quick. Fire it off. All right, I'm not gonna do the full spiel, but we talked about Russ, talked about Aaron, some big deals. TCSN, the SN stands for what? Sports news. Superstar negotiations. Ooh. It's not that good, Doge. Come on. Back. A, Get off your high horse there. That was a good one, You Doge. literally stopped TJ because you said it was relevant. Like, it uh, is. It's just uh, such news. That such is, news. That is such news. Many wow, Doge. You should know such that news. one. Such news. The cheap such news. Many thanks. That'd be funny if you just defaulted wow. to one of your Doge things and that's you just were like, ah, such news, and you just nailed it. Oh. <laughs> God. God. <laughs> uh, Goodness. Certainly no sweet potato nannies. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's an old. I'm not gonna let that die. That's gonna go on a retirement tour, but it's never gonna it retire. Could. It seriously could. It's gonna be the fake retire. It seriously could. All right, who wants to wrap up the show with their first or with the buzzer beater first? <laughs> I'm just. Ugh. I can go. Doge, go. 
end of the week, Formula One Drive to Survive, new season dropping on Netflix. Yes, Thanks this Friday. Yes, Hyped to get sir. the behind-the-scenes shots. This was a crazy year. All came down to the very last race, so the drama's going to be there. Races are at the end of the month. Yes, sir. We are very close to lights out, so uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, a lot of the Formula One testing is completed as well, right? Oh, yeah. All the engine enhancements that are on the current model engine, right? Like, every all the tweaks are done until 2025 with the new power unit, right? One yep. quarter. So, and they, uh, for an hour and a half. 2022 models, <laughs> these cars are a lot different from last year. Yep. Um, they went out and did the track testing, like you said, Dylan. They actually did the, the time testing there with everybody. Sure. Fastest driver on the track that day was Lewis Hamilton. Classic. Second fastest? Georgie. Mr. Saturday. Mr. Saturday. Georgie. Oh. As all testing preseason doesn't necessarily mean a whole lot, but uh, I I won't be surprised for Mercedes to to really... I bet they're ready to rock this year. In a big way, so... Still? I'm looking forward to the start. I can't wait for some of that. I need some of that back on my Some Sundays. of the quotes, I don't have any of them pulled up, but some of the quotes that I read or heard about Toto's, uh, like, basically saying that they have had more changes than they've ever had in a single year or maybe even multiple year span in, what, four months between seasons. And, like, basically he's just like, look, like, we're coming out here just to kick ass. And we're doing whatever we can to do that. We're looking at all the options. I just want them I to win. I bet they were really upset that the Red Bull car was faster than theirs last year. And it was. like At times, yeah. For the, for the most part, it was. I think I think it was, but Lewis is a better driver, driver so he was able to correct. win races. Whereas Max, not that he's a bad driver, but he had just had the better car. And I don't know yeah. if that's going to be the case now. Mercedes at the end of the year the had the formula. super spicy Mercedes. Yeah. Which was the fastest car. Yes, correct. <laughs> at the end yes when they did the engine upgrade that cost them the what is it the 10 spots or something that was yep. a massive massive move for sure the, the spicy mercedes <laughs> i do I like it. a good spicy merc dill yeah you go and then i gotta honor the yeah the big, the big yep. ticket yep so we mentioned it a little bit or tj did earlier that i will be in attendance of the raptors and suns game such a good on game. friday I'm excited, one, to check out the new arena, check out Phoenix, check out Arizona a little bit. Also, haven't seen the Raptors ever play live, so excited to see them. My boy, Fred Van uh, Vliet. Oh, yeah. Scotty Barnes could be Rookie of the Year, man. Yeah, I mean, like, there are definitely some quality guys on both teams. He's my coos at this game. You're going to be so like, funny. dang, Scotty Barnes. That's so funny. Whoa. So, um, I'm not sure what game I'm going to be going to after our next pod. But sure. went to the Cavs Wizards, and now I'm going to the Raptors Suns, so a little NBA action. But I really wanted to talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning a little bit, a little hockey. Oh, hockey there. Setting a oh, franchise. Well, yeah. last time with Dill to wrap up, for sure. Well, coming up soon, a little playoff puck. Redesigned, oh, the NHL oh. redesigned the Stanley Cup playoff uh, logo. Oh, okay. So it's, it's a little bit of a different take on it, but... Uh, the Lightning, the Stanley Cup 
winners the last two years, mm-hmm. scored a franchise record three goals in 32 seconds. Whoa! Against the Blackhawks on Saturday with a 6-3 victory. Dang. So um, they actually had a 7-4 loss tonight up in Winnipeg against the Jets in the old McDavid's. Sure. But they're still fourth overall in the NHL, uh, third in the Eastern. The top overall team right now is the Avalanche, and they seem to be kind of like the heavy-hitting favorite uh, in the West, at least. Uh, the East is... I'm still scared about Carolina. I'm still scared about the Panthers. Um, and then the Penguins, I think, are a team that just know how to beat us. So My, my if, tired brain was just like, the Carolina Panthers are one team, dude. <laughs> but they're not. So... Anyway, uh, looking forward to the playoffs coming up soon. They're right around the corner. Not many games left in the regular season. Um, all four teams I just mentioned have been on uh, good winning streaks and continue to play like they have all year. I don't see any of them dropping off, but I will I will be shocked if one of those four teams does not win the, the Cup this year. Sure. Okay. I just think that they're just... One step higher than everyone else. Could have a bad series. But I don't think we're seeing a Montreal. What were the four that you said? Colorado, Carolina, Florida Panthers, Tampa Bay. Is, uh, look up, this is my hockey knowledge I got for you. Is old, uh, Jack Eichel going to do anything for Vegas there? Right? Didn't he get traded there? I don't think he's playing yet. I thought he's coming back, or just can't. I don't know. He well, might be. If he does, he could be. He could add them to that list. Maybe. I think Vegas is fake. Vegas is just like the city, like it's it's show it's showy. Glitz and glam, a lot of show. Not much. Once you're there for a while, you're like, I. Yeah. I could, I could go home. It's now. been impressive what they've done in their short time in the NHL, but yeah. they just they need to have that heartbreaking loss like Tampa did in the playoffs against Columbus. To really kind of like activate their like full grit yeah, yeah. mentality. You They're know. still the shiny new kid on the block, even though the Kraken are the shiny new kid on the block. Yeah, yeah, the Kraken are, and they suck. So yeah, well, just goes to show you the difference in you know franchise, and sometimes yeah. you get the luck of the uh, draw, and sometimes you don't. Yep. T. Wrap this fucking puppy up, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, as I mentioned earlier, Jason Tatum is on a heater. And don't look now, but Luka Doncic also on a heater right now. And what a perfect stage to be set for the one, the only, Mr. Big Ticket Kevin Garnett. 15-time All-Star, 2008 Celtics champion, 4-time rebounding champion, 9-time All-Star, 12-time All-Defense, over 26,000 points, over 2,000 blocks, 14,000 rebounds. He will be in attendance for this game. They will be putting number five up in the rafters. I want to, like, I can't express how much this means that I'm going to be at this game. Kevin Garnett is my favorite athlete of all time. He's one of my biggest heroes when I was a kid of all time. I'd always pick him in different sports games. He's the reason why I root for the Boston Celtics. So to be able to be at this game, it's going to be phenomenal. I cannot wait for it. Um... He's, it, you don't just get your number retired for the Celtics, too. Like, I know Grizzlies are a new franchise. They just retired Tony Allen and Zach Randolph. Those are two guys that deserve to be retired there. But 
if you look at the history of the Boston Celtics, there's plenty of people who people have had Hall of Fame careers that are not having their jerseys retired and do not even you know sniff the level of quality that Kevin Garnett and Bill Russell, Kevin McHale, Bob Cousy, Larry Bird, Robert Parrish. You know, I could go on Casey Jones. You know, I could go on forever. As there's good as- so many retired numbers, and Kevin Garnett deserves to be on that list. Belongs on that list. He revitalized the Celtics franchise into what we're still kind of doing today, which is mostly defense with a lot of good offense. Um, I got I can't say enough things about how awesome this dude is and how much I appreciate him, and I can't wait to be there with my KG jersey on, with all my Celtics gear on, likely going to lose my voice just screaming for him and, and just being excited. I can't wait to see how the crowd reacts. I've never been to the Garden, so the fact that I'm getting there twice – once for a normal game, and then once for probably one of the best crowds since you know 2008 or since his you know return game. I can't wait. So um, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. I yep. can't wait to do it. So I got to wrap up the pod so I can get packing, get ready for the trip. Um, <clears throat> yeah, meeting up with our buddy John Corrales while we're out there too. Friend of the pod, been on a couple times. Really looking forward to catching up with him. Um, I listen to his Celtics pod all the time, so really cool. Looking forward to all of that. Shouts out to Chuck for hosting for a couple days. Friend of the pod. We're catching a little Pistons Celtics too. He's a big Pistons guy, so that works out perfectly there too as well. So. See into it. There we go. There we go. A little court side. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> One day. Um. All right, boys. That's gonna do it for episode one thirteen. Just as long as all the other ones, but we only had one topic. <laughs> But there's nothing wrong with that. Well, we had a 40-minute debate for the 40-plus years we've, for Coach K. We've never successfully... No, we've never had a mini-pod. We won't do it. The mini-pod, we don't have it in us. We just, when we get on, we're here for an hour and a half or so to two hours, no matter what we're talking about. Just be prepared. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Doge, thank you for coming on. Pleasure as always, gentlemen. Big deal. Safe travels out to Phoenix. And the boys out there in Arizona. It's going to be sweet. Safe travels to Boston, man. Oh, I can't wait to get to Beantown, boys. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. Real quick. Oh. You might be recognizing a little bit of uh, new intro music for this pod and outro music. We have to give a massive shout out to our friend Colin Petrello and the East Side Roots for putting out their first single ever. Give it a listen, give it a download, rate and review it. I highly recommend being on a boat or a porch with some sunshine listening to this song. It's just one of those kind of I need to get outside kind of songs. So give it a listen. Um, what is it? Let me get the full title here for you. I don't want to mess it up. I got the words memorized, but I want to make sure I'm not singing out of turn here. At first, I thought you were going to talk about how we have uh, multiple live viewers right now. We do have some kitty cats hanging out. That are a little noisy. Hard Times and Heartbreak Memories by Eastside Roots. Eastside, all one word there. Trust me, it's a good, good song. You're going to hear a little bit of it right now. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This is The Clubhouse. Well, I was alive.